don't I don't know what else to talk about. Honestly, it's just playoffs or bust now at this point. Hello and welcome to Fantasy Football Interrupted Season Three, Episode Number Fifteen. I am joined by my co-host. Alex Katzer. Then I am your other co-host, John McStravick, and uh, welcome back to an exciting, exciting week, Alex. It is playoff bound. Fwah, fwah, fwah. There it is. That is definitely a horn uh, moment if I've ever heard one. So we are both making the playoffs. I'm making it in two out of my three leagues. Uh, I should have made three out of three, but we could talk about that later. Uh, how many? As leagues we are all going? should. Yeah, two out of three as well. So keeping it back to back with you. Wonderful, wonderful. Uh, it was a wild swing of emotions all weekend for me scoreboard watching checking things out uh for a while there i really wasn't quite sure uh what was going to happen but we're going to get to that in a moment but first let's stick to the schedule and get into our fantasy talk topic of the day which does have to do do with what uh playoff seedings and how things shake out at the end of the season and that is strength of schedule so you brought up yeah it's one of those things that happens in uh fantasy football where People each year seem to have the easiest schedule and points against is not nearly as strong as some of the other people have to go through. And it seems like from year to year, it's the same people getting those least points against uh, doing it over and over again. And it's got to be like a commissioner issue if I've ever heard of one. I agree with you wholeheartedly on that, uh, and I can speak to experience in our LA Locals League. Our commissioner seems to magically somehow have the easiest strength to schedule year in and year out. Uh, this year, uh, he is has a decent team, throwing up a good amount of points, but his tra- points against are still one of the lower ones in the league. He's playing against one of the guys who barely sets his roster from day one because he's too busy. Like, that's fine. But he gets to play him twice a year. I mean, like, what is up with that? Yeah, I completely agree. And I get my nemesis twice every single year. I have to go against Sam. Uh, and that's that's one of those things that I hold him up to the higher standard of people to have to go against. So I feel like my strength of schedule is right where it should be uh, to kind of say that I did enough. You know, I also go against Albie twice a year. So I don't know if that there's something to be said for that. I'm like seven and one against him. Uh, but he does put up points. It's not like he just doesn't set a lineup like some other people. Well, speaking of Albie, he's like one of those type of people that actually every year, year in and year out, gets screwed by strength of schedule because he typically has almost one of the hardest schedules every Absolutely. single year. He actually puts together good teams. We razz on him a lot and make fun of him for his teams and his choices, but a lot of times he actually puts together a solid team. But points against just absolutely kills him he gets the wrong draws week in and week out i mean there's times when i'm playing him and it's like the one week that i actually play super well is the week that then he loses to me uh and speaking of jake again last year i remember looking at it because i put i had one of the highest points for in the league yet i was still only middling in the round in the 500 mark below 500 for a lot of the season i didn't make the playoffs but if you looked at it i had the highest points against for a majority of the majority of the season, uh, I think Albie ended up might have been higher points against by a few points towards the end, but I was still like by far one of the highest points against. And Jake, on the flip side, had just a mediocre team, but had the lowest points against. And by a wide margin between my points against and his points against, we're talking like over like twelve hundred points. Like it was an insane mismatch in points, and it was just frustrating. It's true, and I think he even got the first round by, and luckily he lost in the very first round of his semifinals, 
so it, it almost proof in the pudding that his team wasn't good enough to sustain sort of the heavy hitters in the playoffs, but a broken clock is right twice a day. So, Well, I just think it goes back to the old sports axiom, ball don't lie, ball don't lie. So he may have had an easy, easy, uh, an easy coasting through the regular season. But once he goes up against some actual competition, uh, when it matters, he can't, pu- he can't pull it out. And I feel like that might be the same way that happens here. I, I don't know. Uh, yeah, so we'll have to try to change that somehow. I'm not sure how we change that or who changes that or if we all have to quit the league and then start a new one. But there's got to be some way to switch up who starts who the very first week. Yeah, for sure. So I think this is a problem in many leagues. I don't know what the exact solution is, but uh, it's something that's fun to bitch about. I agree. It's it's a problem in many leagues, but this is the one where it feels like the most lopsided. For sure. Especially, like you said, when somehow the commissioner just magically gets that easiest strength of schedule sure. every year. Um, but let's move on to that because it doesn't matter because you and me are making the playoffs. Both of us in the yep. LA Locals League were in together and then we're each making it in a separate league. I'm making the playoffs uh, in my dynasty league, uh, which is exciting. So for the week, uh, what was your weekly recap? Uh, how, what was your wins and losses? Yeah, I went one and two, which is good because it means I'm going, I'm on the uptick, you know, because we went from 0 to 3 uh, last you week. Go but up and down. Man, it was one of those things that I was winning all the way up until the fourth quarter of Monday Night Football, and, and that win would have given me a first round bye. So instead, I'm in third. So I actually do have to pay attention uh, this week. Uh, unlike our league, where I did win, I did beat Frankie, I did get my first round bye, but I took second place, which was. Not what I expected going into, again, the fourth quarter of Monday Night Football. I know. Jay, uh, Jake usurped you for the number one overall seed. Not he that can they, have it. And at this point of the season, I mean, all you yeah. care about is a bye. This isn't like That's real it. football. You, there's right. no real home field advantage. So it's okay. Just those first two spots is all that matters. So you still secured it's one true. of those. You got um, it. Happy stuff. Happy stuff. Uh, I went two and one. Uh, unexpectedly, I'll be honest with you, because I had one of my worst weeks all around every team. My roster set up just did not go well. I was going into the weekend going, this is not going to end well. I think I'm going to be 0-3. I'm going to miss the playoffs in every single league because I'll be going 0-3. I was pretty much winning in in each league. Uh, and it wasn't looking promising. Was not looking promising halfway through uh, Saturday after the Thursday games going into Sunday, halfway through Sunday. So it was uh, it was a it was an up and down weekend, mostly a down weekend until later in the afternoon on Sunday. All of a sudden I started to come on the uptick a little. We should talk about Monday Night Football. But going into Monday Night Football, I had a lot left on the line. So it was uh, it, it was a roller coaster. So let me just kind of lay it out here. I think first off, let me just talk about my dynasty league. I put up a crap team. I did not do well, but luckily I was going against one of the not as good teams uh, in the league as well. And I just somehow pulled it out. I think on a defensive performance by the Tennessee Titans got me like 13 points and put me over by like five or six. So that was fun. Uh, that I didn't find that all out till the end of this on Sunday night. So I knew I did win that league and made the playoffs after that. Uh, but talking about our LA locals league, or you had a few players yeah. playing as well, right? I, I, I had, um, New England's defense, uh, playing and, and they've been getting me, you know, double digit points. And I also snaked San Francisco's defense off the waiver wire somehow. Wow. Um, so Who I made, I made, oh, really? Yeah. Jake dropped San Francisco's defense. So, 
Um, we no one even picked them up in the first round of of fab bidding. Uh, I had to pick them up Saturday morning, uh, so it was the second round, and Chris was the only other person that noticed they were on the waiver wire because they were against Baltimore. I put down three dollars. Is that the rest of your fab? No, I still have at least twelve dollars left. I did a really good job budgeting. I know I spent a lot of money two weeks ago, but that worked out two weeks ago. Uh, just I actually didn't work. I didn't win, uh, so I guess it didn't work out. Uh, well, I not from the lack of trying of your running not back from trying. pickup. It was it was good good strategy, uh, poor execution. Okay, so anyway, so what's going on Sunday night here? Um, so Sunday night, I pretty much locked in uh, my first round by. I knew that, but I was in first place with most points. And Tom Brady wasn't doing anything. It looked like Deshaun Watson and the Houston Texans were putting it to him, and the game was over. Like nine minutes left in the game, and Tom Brady throws a touchdown to James White for like 80 yards uh, stat-wise. And then they do it again, essentially, just like out of nowhere. So Jake ended up taking first place in points uh, just because of Tom Brady and his ability to do whatever he wants. Yeah, well, that's the first time in a, a good couple of weeks that Tom Brady could do whatever he wants, and it didn't seem like that I for agree. a lot of the game, though. So yeah. I, I, I wouldn't worry too much about it. So, so let's man. talk about that. Let's. Uh, so at that moment when that was happening, Jake went on Facebook and started taunting people and saying, "Chris put up so many points, and this person uh, is out of the playoffs, and this person's out of the playoffs." And Albie stood up for you and was like, uh, "I don't know what you're talking about. The game's still going on." Uh, J-Mac has Myers, has the Seattle kicker, and, you know, Dalvin Cook doesn't seem like he's doing anything else for the night, and Tyler Lockett doesn't have a, an even a single reception. So you're, you're up by, like, 12 points at this point, and, and somehow Jake had jinxed you to win. Yeah, I saw parts of that. I didn't – somehow I don't see, like, the original conversation, but I saw the part where Albie said it looks like, Jake, you jinxed Chris, and that I was end up going to pull it out. Because I went into that Monday night game and I'm going, I'm looking at what, what I have because the whole Sunday my team is playing like shit. I had Edelman play Sunday night, which helped salvage my team on Sunday for at least a respectable point. But but Sam, who I'm playing against, your arch rival, he had still three players left to go, including a quarterback. And the quarterback oh, was yeah. Kirk Cousins. So it was oh, yeah. like I, I was looking at obviously the – the projected points are tough to look at. Because oh, and you'd lost. In your head, you'd lost. The projected points told you you were swapped. But even without the projected points, I'm just going, I don't see how I'd pull this out because I was only up by like maybe 20 points going into No, so Monday improbable. Night. Very improbable. I, all I had was a kicker going, and he had That's his it, quarterback. Just a kicker. A and wide Seattle receiver. doesn't no- normally score a lot of points. They usually just win the game. Right. I mean, at best, they'll kick a game-winning field goal or something. But they, he still had Tyler Lockett, who should have scored some kind of points. And They he tried. Also, they, but he got some looks. He just didn't catch them. So he had Kirk Cousins, uh, Tyler Lockett, and he also had Dalvin Cook, who all both everybody was playing well this Dalvin part of Cook's the season. Dalvin Cook's like the number three uh, running back. I, and I was just like, regardless of projected points, I was just like, the amount of points I knew was up, which is around only like 20, 23 points going into Monday night. I was like, I, I, I can't reasonably expect myself to win this. So I'm not even going to allow my hopes to get up, but there's always the little nugget. There's always just that little bit. That's going to, you're going to try to just give yourself that glimmer of hope. But, but it was, it was one of those things that the game was over and probably like 20 minutes later, you texted me that you didn't even realize you had made it into the playoffs. Like you, you had already given up. Your brain had already looked at those points and said, there's no way I win this. So I just, 
And so, like, walk me through that emotion. When did you find out? Well, that's what I was like. Okay, I, I like I said, I looked down there like Sunday night, Monday morning. I saw what I was up against, like what was left. And I'm looking at Kirk Cousins, Tyler Lockett, and Dalvin Cook, and mostly Kirk Cousins and Dalvin Cook are the two that I just thought even one of them could put up the amount of points that Sam needed to win. Like I said, it was only like 20 to 25 points. I can't remember exactly going into Monday Night Football. Yeah, and I was just it like, wasn't a lot. I was just like, I, I have to just give in on this and just accept that I'm probably going to lose because I just did not play a good game. And we'll get to that in a moment. Um, so I just kind of forget about it. So then through Monday night, the game starts and I'm not even going to watch the game because I can't really put myself through oh, that torture. I hear you. Absolutely. But then, but then comes like, I'm like, oh yeah, let me check in on this. And I look at it and it's just before halftime and Kirk Cousins has five points. Tyler Lockett has zero points and Dalvin Cooks has something like six points. I'm like, huh, okay, all right. Now now I'm starting to allow myself to go there a little bit. I'm like, okay, this is cool. I'm in the running. So I just then keep doing periodic checks into, into it. And the last one I did was about at the beginning of the fourth quarter. And it was still Kirk Cousins only like six or seven points. And I'm like, wow, this is nuts. I have a legit chance of doing this. And then I check. Uh, and then same thing, Tyler Lockett, zero points, zero points. Yeah, but they I'm threw on the ball. He just couldn't catch it. Then Dalvin Cook. But then later I heard that Dalvin Cook went down with an injury. So then he just flatlined at 11 points. And that was it for him for the rest of the game. But yeah, I'm still Go like, out there and pick up Madison, everybody. I was just like, holy moly, like, can this really happen? So then finally, after like the game just ends, I check back in and I'm like looking at my phone and it's loading and it's loading. And I'm like closing my eyes. I peek, I close my eyes and I peek. And then I look and then I see Kirk Cousins, 18 points. I'm like, fuck. But then I just glance up and I see it and I'm like, your kicker. I'm like, holy shit, though. Look at the amount of points that I got from my like, I, my points were more than what my projected was going into Monday night. Oh, because, yeah. And then I scored on my kicker and he got me like 15 points. And I'm like, no way. And I had more points than Sam. And I'm looking at the bar. The bar says 100%. His thing says 0%. I'm just like, I, I, I can't believe this. I won by like six points in the end, like more than I even thought I would win by. I was it, it, it was hard to connect it all in the moment. Like it took a moment for it to wash over me yeah. that I've actually made the playoffs. Because then I'm looking at the the standings. I'm like, yep, yep, okay, six, uh, a six to six, winning them in, winning them in. Which I didn't even realize at that going into the game. <laughs> I thought it was like I had to win and then have the points. So I'm checking against the other two guys who are right in the running too, Bill and Chris. And nope, I won. I was in. Yeah, the difference was you could lose and ha- you would need more points that would be the only thing you needed to look at yeah, yeah then but, it was real ahead. scoreboard watching at that point but i then i don't know if you guys noticed this so then i see that facebook chatter going on and then i and i hop on and i'm, I'm looking at it i'm typing in and i wanted to write something clever and then i check back at the screen sh- at, at the phone and all of a sudden though it has switched where I didn't have as many points as I had, and Sam had more points. Oh, uh, yeah, like a buffered, sure. And then I was like, what the hell just happened here? And I'm, I scrolled down, I'm looking at the points. All of a sudden, the defenses were zeroed out. And I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. What's going on here? So at that moment, all defenses got zeroed out in the Yahoo app, and I'm searching through, and I went to each matchup that was in our league. All of them got zeroed out, so then I was like, okay. That's okay. This is a yeah, this a is Yahoo just a, this is just a hiccup in Yahoo. They do this shit, 
but it's okay. Sure enough, about four- <laughs> that intern's fired. Ooh, oh my god, though. But for a moment, I had all- my heart dropped because I was like, my points fell away that I had. I thought I lost for a moment. But anyway, long story short, five minutes later, I refreshed again. It all came back, and uh, everything is as it was. What meant a great to be. feeling! What a great it, feeling! It was all, it was really all of your hard work. Genuinely, a fun, exciting feeling. I will say, this year, you didn't have that week. You know, usually you have a week where you just check out. Like, yeah, it happens every now and then, but like, usually you have a week where it starts. You know, like, you usually have that week where I'm like, hey, hey, bud, you forgot to do this. And then the next week you'll do it again. And I'm like, I mean, how many times is this my job? So like, but you didn't have that week where I had to like kind of nudge you like, hey, your person's out. Nope. Yeah, we talked about that, I think, in a previous episode last week or the week before. And yeah, I didn't have that. I didn't get any text messages from you saying, hey, uh, you know, you guys are uh, hurt or he's uh, on a bye week this yeah. week. I I was pretty good on being on top of it the whole season. And I think that True. was what made the difference. And I made moves on the waiver wire more than I ever have in our league. And some of those moves really did pan out. And, you know, and sometimes they didn't, but I tried things. And if anything, I still took players away from other people from also getting them. Uh, and I, I didn't just sit back and ride out the team that I drafted, which was what I do a lot of the times. And I trusted in my gut and figured out ways to drop people, pick them back up or pick up yep. new people. Except for last week, you may not have trusted your gut somewhere. Okay. Yes. So, all right, but all right, we'll get to that in a moment. Let's, I want to hear a little bit about your, your week. So are you excited? How, like, what was your going through your mind when you were watching these games? I mean, did you have an outright win in your uh, other league that you had the first round by? Um, no, I was, it was going into Monday night and I was up probably 50 points feeling good, but he had Tom Brady still to play. He had Kyle Rudolph. Um, and then he had my kicker, which didn't help, uh, you know, Zerloin. Uh, so it was one of those things that, I, he was still had a great chance to, to beat me, and he did yeah. uh, with that Kyle Rudolph touchdown, essentially, and Tom Brady going balls out towards the end of the game. Uh, but I thought I was going to win. I was up and down all day. And then Jake, uh, when Jake overtook me in points, I thought all the times that Michael Thomas could have gotten me more points. Let's bring back in regret. Uh, that would have added up that one time if I had put in Drew Brees over Deshaun Watson would have been enough for me to have gotten more points. So that regret, those one, one or two decisions I didn't make are really what went through my head that I could have done better in the season. Yeah, I got my first round by, but I'm always thinking, what could I have done better? Always striving for more. So, uh, okay. yeah, you know, well, that's the good thing about our league is that the points for overall best points doesn't actually win us any money, so who cares? Uh, I am in a few leagues where most points gets a little cash prize, but not in this league. Jake doesn't believe in it. Well, maybe he'll change his tune now that he has the most points in the league. Uh, so that was the, the other. So then who was your best player of the week? My best players were Robert Woods and Devontae Adams finally coming to life, looking like the wow. players that I thought they were. <laughs> Yeah, Finally, what though. a time for them to come to life, though. That's true. Yeah, I know Devontae Adams actually is looking like the Devontae Adams we all expected him to be when you drafted him uh, number six overall. And uh, Robert Woods setting. How about that? That's nice, even though the Rams uh, a, not looking so great. Yeah, it's his, his second game 
of the the season so far that he's been targeted like that. So uh, for me, it was Hopkins and Edelman seemed to me really pull through and step up and get me where I needed to be. Edelman, I think, saved my day in our L.A. Locals League and just put up solid like 15 points for me. But it was just enough to get me up there into respectable point territory where it was possible for me to win and for my kicker to help me out. And how did Ertz do on that day? How did Ertz do this week? Oh, Ertz was horrible because he was in my other league. Again, the trade worked out best in your favor. I, I mean... Way in my favor, like it saved my season practically. Like because if I had Ertz in there right now, I would have lost that game. There's no, it just would have been a straight up loss with with Ertz in there over Edelman. So that trade has worked out in spades. Uh, can't be more happier than I am about it because especially since I watch Ertz play so terribly in my other league. Uh, so speaking of that league, speaking of that other league, talk about though just one week where I couldn't pull it all together though. I just. I, I set the same roster I had. I didn't tweak it and I when I should have. And there was a few players on my bench that just had great weeks. And uh, my biggest regret, and I'll get to my biggest disappointment right now. Uh, I started Ronald Jones Jr. And I started him over Miles Sanders. And it was probably one of the most frustrating decisions I've made in the entire season. Uh it was a debate I had. I had that debate. Yeah, didn't we talk about it on here? Didn't you say you were going to go with Sanders because that was the guy you drafted him as? You know, I, I, no, I think I might have said I was going to roll with Jones, but then did you? I, I thought you said you were going to go with your gut by the end of the show. No, this was talking about drafting, uh, picking up uh, the Pittsburgh running back. I don't know. I can't even remember. Anyway, I was still having this debate in my head on Sunday morning. <laughs> so I wake up. And I take a look, and I just do one more last look at my rosters, and I'm like, okay. And I see, I click on uh, Miles Sanders thing, and there's a thing like, oh, they're playing Miami, you know, like he's and he's been told he's gonna get be the bell cow. They're gonna give him the rock. I'm like, okay, maybe I should put him in. And then I was like, okay, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna put him in over Ronald Jones Jr. It's like I feel like this is true. Like there was a gut thing coming, and then. Right before I'm about to do it, I click on Ronald Jones Jr.'s player profile and see the news about him. Oh, he's playing Jacksonville. have one of the worst run defenses. They've been yeah, up all these yards the past few weeks. And so I was like, ah, maybe. I was like, maybe and I don't did. go. <laughs> and I was like, don't give a go up against my philosophy of just sticking with you ha- what you have. But my gut, I was like, you know, I don't know, the Sanders thing. And I kept going back and forth. And then 10 o'clock rolls by and I just left Jones in. And I'm like, you know. This isn't feeling good. And sure enough, Miles Sanders pops off for a ton of yards, all-purpose yards, has a touchdown, mm-hmm. has like 18-plus mm-hmm. points in all the leagues that I have. And that would have put me clearly just easy riding going into Monday night. Like I would have easily won my dra- dynasty draft. I would have easily uh, – dynasty league. I would have easily won our LA Locals league. Or not easily won the LA Locals, but I would have been m- sitting much prettier and not feeling as stressed out and down going into Monday night. And then in my other league too, same thing. I had Sanders and I didn't put him in over Ronald Jones Jr. And it just it just bit me in the ass and I way underperformed in that league. And now I'm not in the playoffs in that league. And if I would have won, a high chance I would have made it. I hear you. I have a league like that as well, where I have many regrets, lost by a point, by point, two points, many, many things that I would have done differently. But we uh, will have some time off to think about it and really lick our wounds and and get back to work for next week. Yeah, but it just tells you the go. There, there's also something to be said about going with your gut when you really know in your gut, because there's a difference between knowing your gut and also trying to play the field of like what's week to week the like trying to play the stock market kind of uh, yeah, sure. strategy 
but there's sometimes when you're just your gut you're like nope i just feel like this guy he plays well or this and that and i should have went with it and i didn't so that is my advice go with your gut that's it right there so did you have any other big disappointments on your roster yeah, Jonathan Williams, the guy I spent all that money on. He got me three points, and they had like a three-headed monster between Naheem Hines and Wilkins, and then he no longer got the rock anymore. They didn't even put Williams in like the whole second half, and hopefully Marlon Mack comes back. That's the best-case scenario for me is that by week 15, he's, uh, his injury is, is healed, and they've given him the, the rock back. So that's what I'm hoping for. But I've got him, and then uh, Chark didn't do many things for me. No. I could have put in – I could have put in Samuel instead. That would have been a better – I would have won. Had I had I not put in Chark, I would have won if I would swapped him with almost any one of my other wide receivers. Um, so I'm really still mad at him. I'm mad at the New England defense uh, for making Deshaun Watson look so good because I guess half their team had the flu or something. I don't know. They didn't look like the New England. They looked like the rest of the season. So I think traveling didn't work well with them. Seattle team supposedly had the flu, and they played pretty damn well. So – well, we're switching a... to San Francisco for the playoffs, so we've got that defense now. Oh, I'm just going to go be... ahead and plug them in. Forget about it. can't believe you got that. Oh, God. See, that's that's where you're better at. You're always on that wire. You're, like, always on the wire, and that's I'm not – got to get better at that because, man, I can't believe you got that pickup. Great pickup. I can't believe he dropped them. I can't – because I, I actually did make fun of him for spending, like, $11 on them or something. Like, I don't even remember what it was. Whatever he spent on them, I made fun of him, and I think that was part of why he dropped them. You know, I think that that's that mind warfare that we like to do. Yeah, very much so. Well, it, it, honestly, as much as I, I want to win out here, but it would be funny if it came down to you two in the uh, the finals in the championship, and you won because San Francisco's defense what got you like got you like fifteen <sighs> twenty and points. San Francisco and does it. He loses by five. That's a good story. I like, I like that story. That sounds great. Let's put it in there. Put it on the board. <laughs> you can make that your bold prediction for the week. That's, yeah, I'd rather not. Those haven't been going great. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> we're we're gonna bold predict other things that our our yes. opponents are gonna win. Let's, let's reverse it. Let's yeah. <laughs> yes. uh, so we're right we'll either way. Some mind warfare with the bold prediction. So uh, all right, well, moving on. Breaking news. I, I honestly like. Uh, I don't have much for breaking news. I know Nick Foles ain't looking good, so that's gonna have oh, an effect on that. Shark. Jeez, called that. You did, you did. So they, I uh, suppose they're gar- going with Gardner Minshew down there. So that, so what? It, so then, and this will get us to kind of into the strategy talk, like with specifically Chark though. Now, are you gonna trust him, or no, you're not gonna trust him going into the playoffs? Oh, that's such a good question. I really haven't put a lot of. I mean, do I put Samuels in instead, Debo Samuels from San Francisco? I mean, I kind of. He's only projected like eight points, where Chark is at least double digits. But I mean, this is one, two, maybe off games for Chark. And, and like I said before, like Minshew and him had a really good connection. So I didn't even know him and Foles were as uh, a big a target uh, couple as they were. So uh, yeah, it's going to be week, tough. Chark had a great game with Foles back. So it's hard. Right. It's hard and like you had said, they started that way. And that's kind of what you had seen is that spark between the two of them is when you picked them up. Um, and Minshew didn't do a terrible thing. So I, uh, that's a tough one. I think I'll look at the matchups and see who has the easier matchup. Well, lucky for you, you have a week off to kind of see how that settles out there down in Jacksonville, where I have to make that make that decision this week. Not so. in my other league, though. My other league, I actually have to do some work. I'm in. I'm only in third place instead of second. Okay, so um, so with this, with this, so let's talk the strategy for playoffs now. So. 
do you have any kind of different strategy going into the playoffs or is it just the same thing that you do week in and week out or do you somehow change how you look at all this stuff no i just put a lot more stress into it i definitely look at it longer um i probably make the same decisions i would make every week if anything i'm pretty bold i from my recollection of what i do in the playoffs is i try to make a couple moves where you're like why is that person in the flex because i think they've got some great matchup or something like that that no one else seems to see and it doesn't always work out for me. In fact, rarely does it work out for me, so I'm not going to do that. Uh, the question I have to ask is, do I do three running backs or two running backs? That's my question for the playoffs. Three running backs? You're that deep at running back that you can trot out three of them? All right, well, I've been doing three all season. I've had Marlon Mack and Eckler and Chubb, and that's been my three, uh, putting that one of them in the, the flex all season long. And this week was the first week I would have put Shepard in over – Jonathan Williams and gotten more points that way. All right. Well, then is and this is in our locals league or in your other league? Yeah, this is in our locals. This is in our locals league. Wow. All right. Look at the depth at running back for you. Uh, yeah. I. So do you have any other then? So is that your main sit start debate? Is kind of your flex position either running back or wide receiver now? Pretty much. That's what I've got to figure out based on uh, where the the roster has fallen by this point in the season. Um, so I've just got to figure out which one of these wide receivers is going to put up double digits. Uh, yeah. So that's where now I'm looking at my roster here for our locals league, the one we're in together. And yeah, I, I have a charcoal now. I mean, he's projected to be at 12 points. So I'm probably going to roll with him. Uh, Miles Sanders. I'm going to go back to him. Uh, I'm putting him in. I'm rolling the dice on that one. Uh, you know, Ronald Jones, who are they Ju- playing? Ronald Jones Jr. He, he is like the Mike Evans of running backs where it's like one week he can blow up for like 25 points. And then the next week he goes for almost an offer. I think it's just a Tampa, Tampa Bay problem. That's just an issue. It's clearly seemed to come that way. Unless you're Chris Godwin. That's about the only way you're going to get all the touchdowns. Yep. He is matchup proof. That's going to be my main one is just like, what do I do with Chark? Uh, I think Sanders is going to be in there for me. Uh, I'm going to drop Nick Foles. Uh, Could you imagine had I played Nick Foles again towards the end of the, and he got me negative one point? (laughs) How mad I would have been at Nick Foles. (laughs) This person I've never met and has no uh, actual uh, bearing on me whatsoever. Like he's never met me. He doesn't know that he did anything to me. Yeah, there's no effect on my life whatsoever, and yet I'm mad at this yeah. person. So I'm looking at my roster. I mean, I know we, we joke about projected points all the time, but at least, like, it gives you an idea. But all of my players projected to have double-digit points. Some, a lot of them are in the low di- double digits, like low teens, but they're all there, and they all have the chance to pop off. So that's, I think, honestly, and I was looking at my roster and thinking about talking about that at the moment. Like, I think that's part of my roster is that I don't have necessarily always week-in and week-out, like, studs at every position, but I do have enough players that any given week they can break out, which I think is a big reason that you can field a team and win any, any given week you can win when you have a team like that. You've always had two number one wide receivers on your team that can put up 20 some points on any given day. That's always been a part of you. Like that's your trend. You may not have a running back to save your life, but you will have two number one wide receivers on your team. That's right. But this year actually, this time yeah. you have three. You have a, you have more yeah. than two. I, I mean, legitimately. I mean, if you even had throwing Travis Kelsey there, I legit almost could say I have five top receivers on my team. So I'm happy with that. And, uh, yeah, that's that looks like that's what's going to be my roster. I already said it for the week. I'm not dicking around. 
uh, with the come the playoffs. I set my roster. Uh, what is your lineup looking like? My lineup, I've got to choose between Deshaun Watson or Breeze. So that's my big debate on which is what. Uh, I think I'm going to go with Deshaun Watson since he's gotten me here for the most part. Uh, besides that, I already told you about my running back situation. I'm probably going to go with a wide receiver, maybe put in Jamison Crowder or somebody like that, even though he didn't do good things for me this week. He would be on my disappointment list had I put him in, but he was on my bench knowing good and well. Um, but yeah, I've got Breeze against, uh, he's not against Atlanta because that was last week. I wish you got, yeah, San Francisco. So there he goes ahead and I would not be playing him. I, but Watson is against Denver, who is actually a pretty good uh, defense against quarterbacks. But I thought the same thing against New England. So. Uh, yeah, my dynasty league, I kind of have to decide between Ryan Tannehill and Baker Mayfield. I think I'm going to go with Tannehill because he's been the one that's really just shown a spark as far as uh, quarterbacks go in the second half of the season. Although Baker Mayfield seems to be getting better as the season goes on, but he's still not but he's yeah. still not trustworthy. I feel like Baker Mayfield yeah, I feel like Baker Mayfield has more value next year. Yeah. I mean these here's the thing is because he's playing Cincinnati, which is just awful. I know they just won, but yeah, I, I just don't I still don't trust him week in, week out, not with the playoffs on the line. Where Tannehill, he's playing Oakland, who else also has a somewhat porous defense, so I feel good. And they're playing uh, they're playing in Oakland, which is the only difficult part of that one. But You know what you say, trust your gut. I'm going with Tannehill. That's what I trust. Um, and so just as- having said that, do you have any waiver wire picks for me this week? Are there, are there anyone you're eyeing to pick up? Uh... I'm looking at some defenses. I'm looking at some. I was I was looking at the waiver wire. Honestly, I was just seeing what are some of the top waiver wire pickups. I mean, I Mike Jack Doyle looks like a pretty good pickup. He's got Tampa Bay. So here, okay, here, here. I got Jimmy Garoppolo as my starting quarterback right now, and I got no backup quarterbacks because I, I uh, Matt Stafford went down, so he's done. And then I've been trying to do a flyer on my backup quarterback, and it's just not been working out. So. Do you think do you think it is worth it to switch up to quarterback and go with a Carson Wentz, Matt Ryan, and Jacoby Brissett, Ryan Fitzpatrick? <laughs> and, uh, how is Brissett doing? Um, I would probably he seems to be the better of the quarterbacks and backup quarterbacks that you mentioned. Uh, now I'm looking um, at it, his stats aren't that good. He's got uh, 16, no. 13, 14 points. He must be a uh, Fitzpatrick. He's a base. He, he, he's a floor. Fitzpatrick, though. <laughs> yeah, you never oh, know. He may have one of those games. He throws seven in He has two back-to-back 25-plus point games. Oh, so you know <laughs> it's coming. The, the, the stinker is coming. <laughs> you know it's coming. <laughs> he does not like keeping the starting job. He's figured out that you actually get paid more money being a backup quarterback who gets to play like five games a year than having to do all the work. He's a brilliant man. No one even realizes. No, that's exactly it. He he does just (laughs) enough to like get him to start in games, but not be be paid by a starter. But look at his numbers the whole season. He went from 11 points to one point, one point, no points to, oh, I guess he probably wasn't playing. Then he was Washington. He's played nine points. Then he had 21 points. Then he had 13. Then he had 23. Then he had 14. Then he had 12. Then he had 25. Then he had 27. The, the, the goose game's coming up, I think, next. But 
Ugh, man, it's just my. I'm just that's one of my weakest spots. My quarterback, Jimmy Garoppolo, but who has the opportunity to score a lot of points, but he just hasn't. He doesn't really do that week in and week out. He's kind of the floor kind of player where he's going to get me 17 points, but his popping off is just not a common thing. Yeah, that that team does that though. They're they're like Seattle where they just want to win. They don't care how, and they're they're very much a run offense first. Yeah. Team. They're playing at New Orleans. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, so I don't know. So I, I, I guess it's still that's where I should just stick to what I've gotten me here so far. Don't tinker too much just in the positions I need to do. I would say that's probably the best strategy. So I already asked you about it. So you're not worried. Uh, are you worried about your uh, low level of funds in your fab? I still have $12. Uh, what should I be worried about? I feel like everyone else should be freaking out right now that, you know, I have San Francisco's defense and I, I have, uh, what is it, Alexander Madison? Uh, the, I have Dalvin Cook's backup and have had him all year on my bench, just waiting for Cook to get hurt. And I don't know the severity of his injury. I'm sure it won't last until week 15 to actually benefit me. But uh, yeah, that's where I sit. Yeah, same thing. Looking at Raheem Mostert of the Niners, it's like who do you pick on that? It's a terrible matchup. And, and it's like they're one of those three-headed running back situations that any given week anybody could end up getting the ball. So that that's always a tough one. Uh, so it's hard. There's not a lot left on the waiver wire anymore, and I would say you got the best pickup recently. Yeah, I've got Sterling Shepard was my other pickup from like two weeks ago that no one was paying attention okay. to. Not sure why he was on the wire yeah. either. I, you know, and I think that goes back to, I think we talked about this just recently, how people will drop players in bye weeks with no plan in place. They just think, well, he's on a bye and I need to pick somebody else up, so I'm going to drop him even though he's actually a, an important piece of my team. I guess. I mean, I know he was injured, so maybe that was part of it, and they were trying to make the playoffs. I don't even know who dropped him. I just couldn't believe that when I was like, oh, well, that's weird. Doesn't Aren't all of the Giants yeah. hurt? Well, you know what? Uh, I'm excited. Uh, I, like I said, I, I went from possibly going into Sunday night thinking I'm not making the playoffs in any league to make it in two leagues. So that's uh, as you know that that's what it's all about, just – Going into the last week of the season, at least with a chance, and then even better if you make it in at least one, if not one, two, or all your leagues. And you got to make it into one to pay for all the fees to get in. That's that's how I look at it. I still have a chance. I still have a chance. You never know. I could uh, I could beat frankly Frankie this week, and then maybe I will have the upset of the season, and yeah. then that could lead to. And then sadly, that would lead very to sad. a. Uh, the our episode will be the matchup, the head-to-head matchup between you and me, if that's. So the case for next week. And what an episode that should be. It'd be a lot of not talking about things. How do you feel about this? I don't want to tell you. I'm not sure. I should See, I feel you like you're already trying to start that even because you, you have the bye week. So you're already starting your uh, psychology week. So who do you want to pick up? Uh, well, who would you rather go against yourself or Frankie? You ask yourself that question. I definitely would rather go against. I would rather go against Frankie. Like this is where I want to go. See, yeah, There you I'm, go. I'm feeling good. So I can hope for what I want. <laughs> I don't. I, I hope uh, it's a good matchup. You know, I I'm glad to be in this part of the bracket. You know, again, like I've said. So, do you like being on a bye week? Like sometimes I feel like it's like I'm cheating the system or something because I'm not playing and like my team could play great, but I'm not. It's not for. It's for nothing. And then like I get afraid. Then a week I'm playing, it's the karma's gonna come back and bite me because I got a bye. I like the, but I, I do understand that because I do take the week off a lot of the time and like figuring out who's on the wire and what's going on and all the movement. And it does hurt me for sure. And that, that level, um, 
So I, I don't love that, but I do love the fact that giving me that first round buy guarantees me a chance at money. Uh, because if I lose, I still have a chance at third place to pay yeah. out. So I can still win in week 16 to make change, but it's still like getting that buy makes me feel like I've at least earned some money. That's a good point. I didn't even think about it that way. So, all right. Well, uh, that is where we'll leave it. Uh, Sounds good. Earn that money. Earn that money. I'm, I'm working my way into that third seed. That's where I'm trying to aim for right now. Let's just win back the pay-in fees. Uh, Daddy's got to pay for Christmas. So uh, if do you got anything else that you wanted to talk on, touch on, playoffs or otherwise? No, I think that's it. Good luck to everybody in the playoffs. Uh, congratulations for making it. And, uh, yeah, can't wait till next yeah, week. Yeah, so uh, I, I have bold predictions. I'm going to say that Jake's going to win his bye week. <laughs> I'm going to say New England loses again. Wow. All right. They're, they're, you're thinking they're, you went from going undefeated to them. <laughs> For those of you playing the home game. <laughs> having to struggle to make the wild card spot almost. So well, That's why they call them bold wow, predictions. That's quite a swing. That's quite a swing. Um, I'm going to say bold predictions that maybe both the Eagles and the Cowboys lose again and we're in the same spot. That Jeez. Why doesn't anybody want to win that division? What is wrong with your team? It is the worst win percentage in all of football, that division. They have 16 total wins amongst all of the teams. It is awful. It's a terrible division. My it's, team it sucks. The Cowboys <laughs> suck. The Giants and the Redskins obviously suck. Meanwhile, Buffalo's sitting there begging to be a part of your division. Uh. Just wishes. Yeah, that that's when teams are like they're so good they could still miss the playoffs. Yet they, in any other division they would they would make it in. And yes, because you guys have less points allowed. Yep. Well, you know, uh, somebody's got to win it, win the division, and uh, I'll just hope that some by some miracle the Eagles figure it out. So, but uh, I, I don't have faith anymore. That faith is gone. All I'm focused on is my fantasy teams and winning my playoffs right now. So. Uh, we'll leave it at that and, um, I will talk to you next week and I will hopefully be, uh, we'll be playing to, uh, hopefully next week we'll be playing each other and that'll be a lot of the talk of the episode. Sounds good. You can reach me at think curly at, at Twitter. Wonderful. And you can reach me at J Straps and I will either be jumping for joy or crying tears of sadness on Twitter based on the results of next week. Sounds good. Good luck. All right. Later, bud.